Hey tryhards, Ethan here. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, to support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys will be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. True stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I'm Ethan Hewlin, and this week I'm with Christina Khan of the Restricted Section. Christina, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you could make it, Christina. Me too. Um, are you hearing me okay? Sorry, you'll have to edit this out, but... Yeah, I'm hearing you okay. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure because there's a little bit of a delay, and I, you can never tell if it's like a natural delay or a technological delay. <laughs> nope, I got it. I, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I love your podcast. I think you explore some really cool topics, so I'm honored. Thank you, and... Um... Speaking of which, listeners, this week, Christina and I are addressing self-confidence. So, Christina, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself to get us started? Yeah, sure. So, like Ethan mentioned, I'm the host of the Restricted Section podcast. I'm also a writer, an editor, and a book publicist. And um, I wanted to come on and talk about self-confidence because that's always been something I've been really good at. Um, it's something that I have never really had to struggle with in my life. And I have a lot of strategies for that. And I know that there, I have, I personally have a lot of friends who can't say the same thing. And so I'm always trying to give as much of my own self-confidence to other people as I can, because I frankly have way too much. So what kind of, how do you figure that out? How did you figure out that you just have self-confidence in spades? (laughs) Well, I've always said, I run a Harry Potter podcast, so a lot of times I frame things in Harry Potter language. So I've always said that I'm a Hufflepuff who acts like a Gryffindor. I've always been really extroverted, and I've always had a ton of friends. And I'm just the kind of person who I just have a lot. (laughs) There's like a lot of energy inside of me. Um, I'm really like self-sustaining in that way. I can just keep making energy. I can keep making self-confidence. And I was always just like a really bold kid. Like we have home videos from when I was little where my dad is like trying to capture my like baby brothers and they're like newborn little things. And I'm just like, dad, look at me, I'm dancing. (laughs) (laughs) and so in my adulthood it's kind of been um more of a matter of like reining it in than anything else (laughs) you think people are afraid you're too confident in yourself (laughs) um i can 
definitely be too confident sometimes. Um, I've always joked that I respond very quickly to any questions. Sorry, I have a mint. I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to spit it out. It's affecting my pronunciation. I have always said that I am the quickest to respond to a question. I'll do so very confidently, and I'm almost never right. Um, I'm just like really eager to help. I'm going to say, I'm going to say what comes to mind. So what are some ways that you've helped, uh, some of your friends, like you've said, who don't have as much self-confidence as you do? Yeah, it can be, it can definitely be challenging. Um, especially when your friends don't have a lot of self-confidence because you choose friends whom you love and you see all the best parts of them. And so, you know, no one sees themselves in the best light. Everyone is their own harshest critic. So it can be really hard to see your friends struggling to love themselves when it comes so easily to me that I love my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it just makes perfect sense to me. And so all through high school, college, and even now, I have had a lot of introverted friends. Um, I There's, you know, like a people say that extroverts collect introverts because it's easy for an introvert to be friends with an extrovert because they just keep talking and talking <laughs> and they kind of show you the way. So in middle school and high school, my best friend was a girl named Laura and we're still very close to this day, but she is probably the least self-confident person I've ever met in my entire life, which is just like so sad to me because I just think she's the best. And I think that one of the most important things you can do for a friend who struggles with self-confidence is to make lifting them up kind of like a lifestyle because your, your really self-conscious friend is it's always going to be like a journey for them. They're never going to just like become a super confident person, um, you know, not overnight, you know, it's, it's a, it's a journey. And so, you know, you have to really commit to consistently, authentically and lovingly lifting up your friends at every opportunity, you know, and when they say bad things about themselves, you just have to like correct them, you know, be like, be like, well, you know, I know you feel that way, but from what I'm seeing, I think you're doing a really good job. And you just have to, like, never stop doing that. For sure. Um, would you believe me if I told you that I haven't had a lot of confidence in myself until somewhat recently? Really? Well, what changed? Um, believe it or not, I started to not care as much about what people thought of me because that's a big part of it um from probably age nine to 16 i um i thought people would either not listen to what i had to say or that i would be judged for the opinions that i have and around Around the time I turned, around the time I turned 18, maybe a little bit after that, I began to realize that when you don't vocalize your opinion about things, um, to quote Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, what will you fall for? Ooh, that was such like, a good use of that quote. What, what, 
And if you don't know where you stand on things, you're going to just crumble under pressure. So being able to take a definitive stance on something is really what boosted my self-confidence. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. For a lot of people, self-confidence isn't like like I like a destination. I know I mentioned this before. It's more of a journey. So for like the individual person, I think it's something that you kind of have to work at every day. Um, it's like a practice, you know, like mindfulness, meditation, exercise, and self-love. Definitely. And that's actually another thing that I haven't been super good at is self-love. Um, Christina, you've listened, so I'm not sure how much, um, I don't know how far back you went, but I have anxiety and Mm -hmm. because of that, I don't really have a lot of love for myself at times and it's an active process for me of loving myself, of being able to, um, correct my own brain and saying that no, Ethan, you are worthy of love. Absolutely. And I think that turning that into kind of like a lifestyle can be really helpful to people. So I work from home and I'm alone a lot of the day. I have cats. Um, So I'm not alone alone, but I'm human alone. And I spend a lot of time talking to myself because that's just like the kind of person I am. I I truly never shut up. and so when I'm home all day, I'm kind of just like oh, no. talking That's out loud to myself. And so I'll be like going through my house and I'm just like walking down the stairs. Cat, move, move, cat. Okay, we're going to go wash the dishes. You're so good at washing dishes, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like always, <laughs> I'm like, dang, you look really pretty in that dress today. And I'm like literally always talking to myself. And you know, sometimes even when I don't really feel it, you know, I'm just like, wow, we're going to go crush this interview right now, even if I don't actually think I'm going to crush this interview. And it's, it's like, it's like talking yourself up in the mirror, you know, you're like, okay, we got this. Yeah, you definitely have to hype yourself up. That's, that's another thing I've learned is giving yourself pep talks isn't necessarily talking to yourself. Um, yes. Because I used to think when people talk to themselves that they were crazy. That's right. not always the case. Yeah, definitely not. I talk to myself all the time. But I'm also the kind of person who just, like, I don't really have a filter. So everything that comes to mind just, like, comes out of my mouth, which is, I think that is, like, I either had to get confident or change my personality or just always be cringing at myself. Those were like my three options. And it's hard to change your personality and people shouldn't have to do that. So um, instead of just hating myself, you know, it's like, okay, we're just going to say everything and we're going to be confident about it all the time. So that's how I live my life now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I had opinions. I was just afraid to voice them because I was afraid of what other people would think of me. I mean, granted, some of the opinions I used to have were not the greatest, but... I mean, I I think the same goes for all of us. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, I would hope people learn from their mistakes over time. Yes, absolutely. And I think you make a good point when you're you previously said that you were worried that people were judging you or 
you know, paying a lot of attention to you. And I think that that is a big part of gaining self-confidence. It's kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive, but you have to really realize that like people aren't paying attention to you. Um, obviously your friends and family and the people you love are paying attention to you, but I'm going to go back to my friend, Laura, that I talked about earlier as an example. Um, one time I, sorry, a motorcycle went by one time I asked her if she wanted to go on a run with me. And she was like, Oh, I don't go on runs because people will see me and they'll know that I'm not good at running. And I was just like, Laura, how many times have you seen a person running on the street and like cared? (laughs) Like, are you looking at people running on the street being like, wow, I can tell that girl doesn't work out. She sucks. She should stop. And it's like when you're out on a run as like a random example, no one is looking at you. You're just like a random person in the world minding your own business. And so it's like. I think people, especially people with anxiety, have a little bit of like a spotlight effect where they think that they are being observed at all times, even though they're not. That's definitely true, at least in my case. And Mm. I have um, I've since learned what you described that not everybody is watching me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think part of it also is that so I don't know how much stock you put into Myers Briggs, but I'm an ISTJ, and because I judge people or I'm more prone to judging people, I assume that that's how everyone else is. I see. Well, I'm an ENFP, which I think is like the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> you are the exact opposite of me. <laughs> so that means we make great discourse, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that also people with anxiety problems, and I, I keep going back to this because I've definitely found that anxiety and low self-confidence a lot of the time go hand in hand for obvious reasons. I think people mm-hmm. with anxiety are constantly observing the world around them, kind of like you said, and in return, they think everyone else is paying that much attention to everyone else, and it's just not true. Everyone's kind of just doing their own thing and... I think it's safe to make the assumption that everyone just generally wants, you know, is generally happy and generally understanding and everyone's just kind of doing their best, you know? Especially right now. Oh my God, yes. Like, I mean, my my grades suffered this past semester because of gestures wildly. Oh, I'm sure that's true. I'm sorry. Your grades are not funny, but your gesturing wildly is funny. I know the past year now has been really hard on everyone. And so it it can be hard to continue to love yourself when everything's changing. You know, a lot of what used to make me feel good every day was getting dressed in a really cute outfit and going to work and seeing my friends. And I don't get to do that anymore. I'm at home in my pajamas by myself with my cats. So you kind of have to, your self-love has to be flexible and you have to be able to contextualize it. So like, yeah, your, your grades may have been affected by the events of the past year, but 
the fact that you are still going to school and still getting things done in the face of a a pandemic and like an uprising and then the other uprising (laughs) i think you're doing great yeah listeners as of recording what happened in washington dc happened yesterday so yep it's so pretty fresh fresh on our brains fresh on our brains yeah we recorded the restricted section yesterday and we were like oh my god we have to talk about harry potter okay so we can't talk about contemporary american politics that's very far away from harry potter (laughs) (sighs) i mean i have gotten political on this show but i don't really want to do that right now (laughs) i think probably most listeners of your show are on the same page as us let's say safe to say (laughs) At least in terms of an attempted coup. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you want to talk about self-confidence? Those Nazis who infiltrated the Capitol had some self-confidence, I tell you what. (laughs) That's not self-confidence, that's hubris, Christina. That is exactly hubris, is a way better word. I was about to say, like, wait, don't, that was a joke. Self-confidence is good, I promise. (laughs) Yeah, that is hubris. That's like, that's like just... Yeah, like, you can't touch me. Anyway, I'm like, let's get away from... Yeah, let's get very, very far away from that. Um, Anyway. (laughs) The, um... So, yeah. uh, Pandemic self-confidence stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one of the things that actually brought me joy was being able to go to uh, the rec center um, and be able to work out and just kind of like basically burn my anxiety away with like cardio and lifting weights and stuff. And I can't do that right now because, well, I could, but I don't want to A, get exposed or B, expose somebody else. So I'm not doing that. And I was like taking walks, but it's cold. So... (laughs) not really doing that either yeah i think that kind of ties back into like your self-love has to be like flexible and you kind of have to just like support yourself in all your choices and if you're like i really love working out but i don't feel comfortable going to the gym right now it's like okay all right that's okay. Like, it's okay that I'm not comfortable. I'm doing this out of like a love for others and a love for myself. And I respect that decision. It's a really valid decision. And, you know, if working out is important to you, you kind of just do what you can, um, like at home or out in the world, even though it is definitely cold now. And if you can't figure out a way to work out on any given day, and you're like, I'm just gonna read today I'm gonna work out my brain instead of my body or whatever that's a really valid decision too and it's like your brain does need to work out and that's great and some days you're like I'm just gonna watch tv today because I feel like I've had a lot and I just need to kind of chill out and that's really valid too everything you just need to support yourself you need to view yourself like your own best friend would you have these disparaging thoughts about like the the person you love the most in the world, your very best friend or your spouse or whomever? And the answer is no, I th- think, I, I'm assuming. For me, the answer is no. <laughs> For me, the answer is no, too. I'm thinking about my best girlfriends, um, my best lady pals, and it's just like, 
whatever is going on in their life and whatever way they screw up, I'm always telling them that they're doing great and supporting them. And it's so funny that it's so hard for people to do that for themselves too. But that's what you need to strive for. Be your own best friend. Be your own best friend. Wow. (laughs) It helps if you talk to yourself. (laughs) An ongoing dialogue with myself. This is slightly off topic, but have you seen Spaceballs? Of course. John Candy as um Barf. Barf. That's what me that's what <laughs> me think of. I'm a mog. I'm a man and a dog. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be <laughs> be barf. No, I don't like that. <laughs> no. That's probably not the right idea. <laughs> But a dog, right? Your pet dog. You're like, look at you. I love you so much. Everything you do is so perfect. And it's like, oh, no, you chewed up my shoe. Oh, that's not good. But I still love you. And I know that you didn't do it on purpose. And it's like people have a really hard time saying those kinds of things to themselves, you know? Yep. I know that when I... I know when I make mistakes, I'm always like, oh, my God, that was so stupid. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. But, like, you have to be like, wait, it was a mistake, and it won't be one I'll make again, and no one else is worrying about this as much as I am. Yeah. But, unfortunately, with the pre-existing circumstances, a lot of people are worrying about the same things I am. Almost the exact same amount. Wow, that's (laughs) so true. Which makes it hard. I guess I mean, like, when I say something stupid in a work meeting and I'm just like, ugh, why did I do that? And then it's like, oh, well, tomorrow no one will even remember. Yeah. Or, like, today at work I told a customer, have a good night, when it was, like, noon. So. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. I mean, have a bad afternoon and then a good night after that. There you go. (laughs) Or the worst is when, like, you're, like, a waiter is, like, enjoy your meal and you're like oh you too and then you're like oh <laughs> they probably don't get to eat for another three hours <laughs> right i mean as someone but, who's just worked in food service that that's definitely true well and you probably know at least when i was a server it happens all the time so it's like it's like you saying have a good meal to your server feels rough to you, but your server's already heard it like three times that day. They probably just think it's funny. Oh, I wasn't a server. I worked in a grocery store in a pizza kitchen. Uh, oh, pizza though. I worked at a pizza restaurant. So in the end, we both were working in pizza, the pizza business. Mm-hmm. We are a little bit off track, but that's okay. <laughs> Every conversation always comes back to pizza in the end. Eventually. (laughs) Katie Tenenbaum, if you're listening, this is specifically for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what other like self-confidence tips I can provide. I'm just like a pretty optimistic person and it's something that I've worked really hard for. I... I think part of it is that when I was younger and in like in like middle school and high school, I was like kind of a bad person. I mean, like no 16 year old is like 
an amazing human being. But I oh, was like, no, I was pretty lame. I kind of like really thrived off the attention of like, I almost said men, but they were definitely boys. Yeah, we were all 16. they're boys. And I was like really manipulative in relationships <coughs> and I would like cheat on people and I would like lie to my friends. I was really crazy and it's because I love attention and, you know, I worked really hard in between high school and college. I kind of was like, I need to be better or I'm not going to be able to make friends in college. And so I, I call that like when I became a Hufflepuff instead of a Gryffindor. I'm sorry. I literally always talk about Harry Potter, but like I really spent a lot of time and energy making myself a better person and being like, okay, we don't lie to our friends because that is not, they're not going to trust you. And like, we don't cheat in relationship. Like I really practiced it for years. And so I think that that has helped me with my self-confidence a lot because it's something that I really created like this good, I created a good person out of a shitty person. I'm, am I allowed to curse? No. And sparingly. Out of a bad person. I created a good person out of a bad person. And so it's almost like uh, any other work of art I'm really proud of. You know, like I, I write books. And so it's like kind of similar. It's like I did this and I did not have a lot to go on. And so I think that that helps me to be more confident is knowing that I like worked so hard for it. And so... It goes hand in hand, like working hard to be like the best you you can be and working hard to love that person. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, a way that I worked on myself as a person is like back in middle school and early high school, I was a, I didn't really know how to deal with being depressed and having clinical depression. Yeah. At least less so than I do now. Totally. So... Uh, my mom actually encouraged this because she also has it is that the advice she gave me was Ethan what you put in you get out and what she meant by that was what you allow yourself to be exposed to eventually will make its way into your vocabulary so she encouraged me to make a playlist of happy music Aww. I love that. I still have it. And I listen to it to this day. Do you still add music to it? Occasionally. Not as much as I did back in, you know, 8th, ninth grade, but... Right. There are still songs that will make the list. That's awesome. Music is so closely linked to, like, how you're feeling. It's incredible. That's why I kept it around. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I went because we're talking about self-confidence and you brought up music. I immediately started thinking of Megan the Stallion, who if whoever doesn't know is like a, a rapper. And because I, I'm like a runner um, and I always listen to Megan the Stallion when I'm running and she raps about basically being a hot girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, as I'm running, I'm like, yeah, I am a hot girl. And I'm running because I'm a hot girl. And like, running makes me a hot girl. And like, caring for my body makes me a hot girl. <laughs> you know what, Christina? Like, go go off. Just, just go off. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> so, yes. 
good meal like especially when you're like getting dressed to go out or something not that anyone's going out these days but like put on some good music that makes you feel good about yourself i mean i man i don't know how you're gonna accept this but i um i did track and swimming in high school so i had a pump up playlist that i would listen to like get me you know angry and i kept it around because you know when i'm working out i i want those same i want that same energy going so like there's a lot of like heavy metal and like rap on that playlist (laughs) to like get the the adrenaline going oh my gosh yes that's amazing i can link those playlists in the show notes below if listeners want to get a glimpse into my extensive spotify history that's so exciting. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a yeah, link Christina, to my workout feel playlist free to on Spotify. And judge my musical taste. <laughs> I pretty oh much like that'll be. Fun. I like all music. Like I'll really listen to any music. Like, like it, it really depends on the mood, you know. Yeah. Remind me once we stop recording. I have a, I have an interesting story to tell you about music that I came across during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, but we are approaching rap time, Christina. So, uh, do you have anything you'd like to, to plug? Yeah, absolutely. So as Ethan mentioned, I host the restricted section podcast, which is a raunchy Harry Potter podcast. Sorry, a siren just went by, which is a raunchy Harry Potter podcast, definitely for adults only, but it's like a book club. You know, we go chapter at a time, and right now we're on The Prisoner of Azkaban, which I love it so much. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on every social media platform. Well, okay, not every, but on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at your girl of the world or on Twitter at Christina Khan. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hulen. That is H U L E N. You can find me on Twitter at ETPhoneHome. The O's are zeros, the E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. Uh, make sure to get that extra S on Twitter. I needed it in order to claim that specific title because True Stories Pod was already taken. Except the <laughs> account hasn't been active for like five years. It's fine. I uh, hate that. I'm trying to get the social media handles of my personal name and they're all taken. And I'm like, who? What Christina Khan is out there taking my social media handles? Luckily, there are no other Ethan Hewlands in the world that I'm aware of, so I've been nice. pretty pretty lucky on that one. That's awesome. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media. So please, please, please share this with your friends, share it on your social media, and if you post it in some way and tag me, you will get featured on the official podcast accounts. And please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would very much appreciate it. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin and Christina Khan signing off. Bye.